This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. Five friends, one football club. And about six jokes they just repeat over and over and over and over and over. Hello and welcome once again to the Wednesday week. My name's Dan Fudge and with me on the line today we've got, well, I think we've got a nurse in quite the hangover still from the weekend. Vic, how are you feeling? Have you have you got better yet? I'm still a bit rough, to be honest, but aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> little horn in the background there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that like is that my little intro now? Do I just get like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time you, you speak, somebody goes, Hack. you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've still got a sore throat, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I shouldn't have had a sambuca in Manchester Piccadilly at seven o'clock on Saturday night uh, after drinking all day, but I'm I'm good. I'm fine. I'm an old lady. I can cope. All right, I'm 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 happy for you. So, uh, also on the line today, we've got all the way up in the Highlands, uh, Davey. There, brother, I, I was, you know him as Monty Dangerous. Uh, I know him as the guy with the best the best gifts on Twitter. There's the horn again. How's about that? Are you there, Dave? I am here, mate. Yes, folks. How are you, sir? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I um, I, well, you know, uh, thank you for filling in uh, the other week. Uh, our apologies before we get started about not recording last week. It was a uh, it was an equipment issue. Um, and in no way, my equipment. Rubbery. Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with Vic's equipment, and uh, she feels. There's, there's so, a yeah. lot wrong with my equipment. <laughs> Let's uh, we'll put a pin in that and come back to that. I think later on. Uh, you know, not a euphemism. So anyway, so we we had a lot go on. Uh, we had uh, we beat. Uh, well, we didn't beat. Uh, in my head, we beat Norwich. Uh, we also beat Bristol City. We managed to Bristol City it up. Uh, that's that's gone now. That's in the past. So what we do, we're going to move forward to. Uh, the North End, to Preston North End. Away day for you, Vic, wasn't it, this weekend? Oh, it was. It was. Do you know what was really weird, right? I was on the coach, um, on the coach, on the way there on the train with the uh, Coppen lads, 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 lads. Uh, I say lads. lads. There's only three of us under, like, 50. <laughs> no, Man. sorry, that's not fair, Dean. Um, but, no, so I went on the coach with them and they were at train and they were all like, oh, we're going to go get lager and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I can't drink lager at nine o'clock in the morning. Plus, you know, it's Slimming World. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy cans of gin and tonic. Have you ever Brilliant. tried to drink a can of gin and tonic at nine o'clock in the morning? It it's don't my go train down drink. well. It don't does, go does down well at nine in the morning. No, no, it doesn't. I took some Elvis juice. I've got my last two cans tonight. I bought four cans. I took them. Uh, I took two cans and I took some gin. And uh, I was absolutely rattered by Manchester. And then we finally got on the train from Manchester, obviously got to Preston, all well and good. Went to a couple of pubs, I think. Can't really remember. And then, um, yeah, went to the game. Great. No bar, because someone set off a pyrotechnic. No pyro, no party. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, ended up in Manchester Piccadilly doing tequila and Sambuca. Well, I don't know how I... I got home. So, you know, join us next week on Vic's Day Out. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't uh, <laughs> happen very often. I got a babysitter, mum's day out. It was wild. 
So, all right. So let's talk about the football then for uh, just a short uh, brief You time. can try. <laughs> I don't you know, have a clue. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know what, uh, what you're going to tell us apart from, you know, lots of blurry shapes running around the pitch. But, um, but you know, how did it start? That, tell us about that first half. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great by any means, but it also wasn't that bad. It was just, I think, the spirit around sort of the fans and stuff. You know, when it gets to that point in the season, the, you know, with Sheffield Wednesday, we're not going down, we're not going up, we don't go fuck. It's, it was just fine. It, you know, as soon as we conceded, we were all like, oh, well, oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. It'll be fine. And then there was just, there wasn't anything coming back from Preston fans either, which was a bit weird. But I've been to Preston umpteen times now, and there never is. Um, So it was just a bit flat, I guess. Obviously, like, our crowd would go in. It was brilliant. I um, I ended up the second half, and you know how I feel about this, Fudge, but this little child next to me wanted to talk to me a lot. And I, I don't really like children. <laughs> I can cope <laughs> with some. I can cope with the spawn of the Wednesday week. That's fine. Love them. You know, one one of, like, us all being born. Um, but I can't, I don't, I just don't like them very much. Um, and so this little girl started talking to me and she like pulled on my coat and she was like, excuse me, missus, I can't see. Can you pick me up? Oh, buzzing. Of course I can, love. Of course I can. Ah, ovaries. I didn't realise it was oh, four, It was 48 minutes. So I had to hold her for the next 45 <laughs> minutes. This child weighed like about four stone. She's like a proper child. And she's there singing Vic, Barry Bannon, loved her, but ow. <laughs> Vic, did you steal the child? I didn't, I didn't. And mum wouldn't have known if I did, to be fair. She couldn't care less. <laughs> she was like, finally, someone else has picked up my kid. But as I put her down, she went, because obviously like, I'd held her for like two goals as well. We were like, oh, like cheering together. I loved her. And uh, she turned around, she went, do you know what, Mrs? This has been my best game ever. Oh, my God, I nearly died. Oh, my God. Right. So yeah, we'll, I got we'll, a clue we'll, about what happened in game. I was going to say, tell us about the football. So, right, 3-1 down. Not a clue. Uh, You've seen highlights, haven't Lucy? <laughs> but you know, we're three one down at half time. We come out. I mean, Dave, tell us about it, right? So we're three one down half time. I've said that now three times on a bounce. I'm trying. I'm trying to get this back to football. What was uh, the score at half time again, Fudge? It was three one down at half time. Right. Okay. Now, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Th- uh, was it three one? Yeah. I, I want to say three one. Uh, okay, d- Dave. <laughs> t- tell me about your ovaries. No, tell me about the football. Tell you about football. What do you want to know about football? Oh, well, you know, scored. what happened? <laughs> three, it was 3-1. Let's pick it up from 3-1. Right, so from 3-1. Right, so from what Vic's saying, we started typical Wednesday way and we've not turned up. But it looks like it's been a rocket, which is great because it's obviously what we needed. Um, and Wednesday responded to that. And if you're not going to start games well, as long as you respond to a half-time team talk and come out with more energy and more focus, then there's not a lot more you can ask. Um, seeing Nando back on it is massive for Wednesday going forward because if he's still around next season, then if we can get the player that he can be, the player he's looked like the last couple of games, then we can, we can push on with that. And even if new youth getting involved, setting goals up and scoring them, then Christ, anything can happen. So, yes, we still we still knacking it up and conceded another goal, but you know, a 3-3 draw compared to what we looked like in that first half, I think you'd take that every day of the week. Especially after being 3-1 down at half-time, like, you know what I mean? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's out of a scoreline. I'll tell, <laughs> we'll <laughs> tell you what, Vic, we'll come to Atinua with you in just a moment. But um, there was quite a significant, poignant moment that happened. One that I was um, supremely gay for, Dave. And uh, he turned up. You know, he's he's got the name of a porn star. His touch is golden. I mean, come on, man. Kieran Lee oh. getting a run out? Uh, you know it? what? The minute we all saw him warming up, because obviously, like, when you're at Hillsborough, they warm up towards the away end, don't they? But it's still in front of the south stand and whatever. But at Preston, they warm up towards their, their cop. Well, we're on the cop, aren't we? They're opposite of their cop. So they're like, he's, like, warming up and real like, is that... Kieran Lee, is that Kieran Lee? And everyone along the road was like, I think that's Kieran Lee warming up. Is that Kieran Lee warming up? I think it's Kieran Lee warming up. And as soon as he started jogging to back towards the bench, honestly, I felt like I was at my child's first Christmas nativity. It was just, there was so much pride in my little drunken heart that I just wanted to squeal. 
and um then the obviously the chant started and everyone's saying is it him is it not him you know and and then he then he he just stood there and it was just like oh any minute now and the place just erupted but it erupted in like such a nice way like normally we talk about you know nando coming back after however many injuries or hutch coming back or whatever but i think in a way we've always kind of thought they would whereas with kieran lee i think it it has been for such a long time because he was so promising as a young kid and then obviously injuries of life didn't actually quite a lot like sam hutchinson but i think all of us always thought sam hutchinson would come back but we just we never knew with Kieran Lee. There's never really been any sort of indication from the club. And I don't know if that's because he's been so badly injured that they didn't want to make promises to us, to him or whatever. And obviously his insurance and whatever else. But it was just like the whole crowd sort of breathed this sigh of relief as he ran onto the pitch. And it was so nice to see because he's such he is a loyal servant to the club. I know people will argue that, you know, he's been sat on his sofa for like however long getting paid and you know, but the guy's obviously been working hard. He, You can see there's that photo of him and Bruce. And it's just, it's magical, isn't it? It's just, he just looks like a yeah. little kid being given his first start. Well, this is, you know, when you see an academy lad at 18 being brought on, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it and did. I mean, that, that's what I wanted to touch upon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you probably might even know him. But, I mean, we... um. We are a sentimental bunch, uh, Sheffield Wentz fans, and we'll get into contract talks later on as we discuss uh, who, who, who would be on our retained list and whatnot. But, I mean, I thought that was quite nice uh, uh, for Bruce to put his little arm, hand around his face and do a little cheeky smile. So it was clear that Kieran Lee wasn't just some enigma that he pays every week. That You know what I mean? It was somebody that he had a relationship with, which, uh, which you know, I, I, I genuinely quite enjoyed. But, um, but i tell you what, Dave, I'll come to you on this. Uh, Cameron Dawson. Now, it happened at Norwich. It uh, it happened at uh, one or two people chuntering at the um, at the Preston game as well, wasn't there? Uh, about his positioning and about uh, well, he's, he's come under a, a bit of flack from the supporters. Now, what 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 you know? What, what would you say about that, Dave? Is it justified? I think with Dawson. It- always going to be a comparison against Westwood and it's going to be hard because the different styles of goalkeeper Westwood's got all the experience in the world, he's phenomenal at what he does so when it's Westwood that's coming out of the team, either electively from the previous banger of a manager that we had uh, or through injury, then you're immediately going off, is Dawson going to be a step up um, going back to the Norwich game you know you could see he wasn't ready in his own head, I don't think. He pulled a couple of saves off, but you're always wondering. Great for him to get that clean sheet against Bristol City. Um, I think when he was in the team for a run, he didn't have enough of those clean sheets. But for me, what gets me scratching my head is people have talked about Dawson and his distribution with his feet, and that if he's got anything on Westwood, that's what he's got. Putting that to one side, I can't see, for me, why... We haven't put Wildsmith back in because from what he did last season when he was playing, I thought as a shot stopper, he was better than Dawson. And Dawson had a fair chance earlier on in the season and he's came back in and with the exception of the clean sheet, he's had two goals conceded against Norwich, three against Preston. <sighs> so there's a question mark over him still. He has got ability, but he's not a boy anymore. He's young for a goalkeeper, but I can't help but think there's this other options out there. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to be the future number one of this team, particularly if Westwood decides to go elsewhere in the summer. Oh, wow. I, and you know what? Wow. I thought we're normally quite an optimistic bunch here, Dave. And I tell you what. <laughs> all right, was, Dave. You know what I mean? Bloody all hell. right, Dave. But I, I tell you what, you know, that's, that's, that's all a valid point. There, there was definitely some poor arrangement of the, um, of the defence and, and not really command of the box that happened in the, uh, in, in the last week. But um, I mean, what what about you, Vic? Are you are you, are you going to give him the overage routine and put your arm around him? Oh, I think he's a bit he's a bit old even for me for the overage routine. Uh, <laughs> no, I I think I've I've slated him when he's needed to be slated. I've praised him when he needs to be praised. I don't think really it was his fault at Preston. Um, I think a lot of the 
we gave him a lot of stick before, but we also gave him a lot of leeway by saying that obviously he had Tom Lees in front of him who wasn't very commanding. Obviously now he's got Tom Lees who is a million times better. I've got to say he was fantastic at Preston. He now has the wall of Michael Hector in front of him, so maybe he should be commanding that back line a bit better. Um, or he should be working with them a bit better. But I don't, I don't think he was that bad, to be honest. I think he pulled off a few cracking saves in the first half. Absolutely cracking. Um, I I would keep him. I think that he is the kind of player that... Oh, there's there's one name that wants to... When you talk about young goalkeepers, you, there's one name you want to mention, isn't there? But we won't. Dean um, Henderson. But he's he's... He's very, I think he could be one for the future. And uh, as far as Wildsmith goes, I think, yeah, he's been great, but he's never done anything outstanding as such. I, I think that Dawson is one to be built upon. I really do. Obviously, if Westwood leaves, I think it's a whole different ballgame. Like we've said, I, like, I really do. I think we would need to bring in somebody well above that. But I think, you know, we've got Nicky Weaver working with our keepers at the moment. And I think that can only be an amazing thing for people like Dawson. People like Wildsmith. Um but I think if either had to I don't know. I wouldn't I don't think I'd let either go. I think I would ship one out on loan somewhere. I don't think either of them will be on huge money. Um out of the two young ones. Obviously Westwood's on forty grand a week, as we know. Um but I think uh, I I wouldn't get rid of him. Um but I have I have been his biggest critic at times, so I don't want to sound like a total hypocrite. Fair enough. Well uh, all right, well, you know. That was, uh, that was a lot more harsh than what I anticipated. I thought the pair of you would sit there and go, no, it's Cameron Dawson and he's, he's Jeffield and we brought him up. But, I'm, you know, fair play. I'll, I'll give you both that, lad. I think, like we've talked about Morgan Fox before on here with the amount of stick that he gets and still turning up week in, week out. And we've said before, you know, when people were chanting Kieran Westwood when Dawson was on the pitch that time, that was awful. That was absolutely awful. And we're all, we're all Wednesday fans. You know, us three here, people who are listening, we're all Wednesday fans. We would all give our right arms to be played in that team. And probably not if you were a goalkeeper, you'd be a little bit screwed. Um, but we <laughs> we would we would all want to be there. And that's exactly what he's wanted from being a kid. You know, he's made it quite clear he's a Wednesday fan. He's been here for years. He's desperate to do it. So to hear that must be awful. And I think it must be just as bad to hear us criticising him when really he hasn't done that much wrong. Um, I've got no doubt that he doesn't listen to this at, at all. Um, but I do think that it's not been him. And I think sometimes goalkeepers, unless you're like David De Gea, take a lot of stick for stuff that isn't their fault. Um, and, you know, shit happens around them and they're just one man at the end of the pitch at the end of the day. And it is a team sport. But yeah, I don't... <sighs> No, I can't. I can't fault him at Preston. To be fair, I really can't. All right. Well, fair enough then. Now, uh, so game finished three three. End of the playoffs. Now, I will say at this point that, given the way our season was going under the mustachioed one, uh, to get to where we've got in the league is absolutely superhuman. We've had a great two and a half months under Steve Bruce, and I'm genuinely excited about going forward. Yes, it's a little bit disappointing to get not get the playoffs, but it was a big ass right to start with. And I think Chan Siri said that, didn't he? Right at the um, at one of the fans forum meetings. But um, but you know, fair play to Sheffield Wednesday, and I am very excited. Given on the signings that Bruce got in as well, I'm encouraged a bit more about our recruitment as well. Now. Uh, Jurgen Klopp famously said that in this country, we're obsessed with the transfer market. Uh, we should concentrate on tactics and, uh, and how we play the game as opposed to just signing new players, which I agree with to some extent. However, there is one player that we are stuck with for the next year. Now, he scored the equaliser against Preston. Now, Vic, I'm going to give you 30 seconds uh, to talk about Atty Newhue. Um, uh, you know, get your gloating right now. Let's get it in now. And uh, and then we can get it out of the way and move on with the show. What do you reckon? Uh, do you know what? I've I've been a bit quiet on him over the last few weeks because I think he's he's gone off the boil a bit. Well, I say that, but he hasn't, has he? Because he's come on and he's made a difference in quite a lot of games. He absolutely made the difference against Preston. He shit them up. Fifteen seconds. He, <laughs> shut up. We're way ahead of time. Uh, 
he, I think he's one of those players that people, he's a bit like Forestieri, right? In that Forestieri, people plan to play against him. They absolutely plan him to the, to the nearest detail. And a lot of the time, they outmark him uh, as much as they can. New Hugh, nobody really seems to plan play against him because they never think he's going to start. No one ever seems to get the idea, despite how many appearances it's been now, probably like 100 off the bench, that he's probably going to come off the bench and he's probably going to shit you up and your strikers can't deal with it because he doesn't run like a footballer. He doesn't kick a ball like a footballer. He doesn't turn like a footballer. He certainly doesn't head a ball like a footballer. Any other footballer would have kicked that ball into the net. New Hugh headed it from the foot <laughs> off the ground. Um, All right. All right, look, that, that was a whole minute there. Uh, right. Now, all right, I'm, I'm winding he, it in He here. changed the game. He his, I didn't see the celebration that he's had a lot of stick for. I just saw him cheering, coming up to the crowd. Uh, apparently, he cupped his ear, he shushed the crowd and whatever. Do you know what? So would I. Because every time he gets stick, he seems to score. So I'd, I'd probably be like, yeah, a few. Well, to, to be honest, right, and and Dave, I'll come to you on this. Now, he's a he's a much, you know, de- he's a divisive figure amongst the Sheffield Wednesday fans. Um, so, you know, I want you to talk about that side of it, that that thing that Vic briefly mentioned on there, where every, every time he does score, he does deliver a big F you. I mean, what are your feelings on him? I think if you're going to look positively, and I'll try and do that since I've just been criticised for calling Cammy Dawson. No bollocks. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. No, I want you. I want you to slag him off. We've got, we've got Vic, who, who would happily turn this show into the Atty New Hour. I want you to tell me exactly. You know, you know, don't, don't sugarcoat it for me. I'm a grown up. I'm all right. Right, Grant, fantastic. He had uh, three or four good games at the end of last season. Is he shite before and afterwards? He's a big one. <laughs> like some, some village in Kosovo is missing its idiot. Like <laughs> <laughs> Some villages I've got missing accent idiot. syndrome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now keep keep going, Dave. Keep going. Aye. So, um, before I was rudely interrupted by the uh, happy clapper that is Vic for Atty New You, um, yeah, he's he's had his moment. He's had his. He's got his extension of his contract, and um, he's sat and taken a wage off the club when we can scarcely afford to do that. He's not the worst defender, um, but he's probably in the top. Well, there you are. There you are. That's Atty New Who tick. I think we've done that. Uh, so you're listening to the Atty New Who Hour, brought to you by the Riverside <laughs> Cafe uh, on Catch Bar Lane, available on match days outside bar and terrace. Have I missed anything there, Vic? What about uh, Brie and Cranberry sandwiches? Can I get them? <laughs> you probably could. Uh, they do an excellent foot-long fish finger butty. I'll tell you that. Name is sex tape. All right, then. So let's move on. So <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was the, uh, the the game. That was the game that was. Now, I'm frantically going through my notes to try and find a column. I have it now in front of me uh, by Dom Housen. Now, I thought this was quite ballsy. Uh, this is the... Now, now, I like Dom. I think he, he has a, a crap job, Dude. but a great job at the same time. The job, <laughs> the job he's got is great, but trying to interact with some of us on social media is, is absolutely hilarious. Um, so, right, so what we've got, and I'll come to both of you on each player. Now, this is the retained list. The, these are the players that are out of contract by the, by the end of this season. So uh, I will tell you what Dom said, and then I want you to give me your opinion on it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. tell me whether you would keep or leave. Can we yeah? ask, can we, are we allowed like, some leave? sort can... of reasoning behind that, or do we just have to say keep or leave? Of course. we are running of way course. ahead of time here. We can, we can whack in like a little... Like sonnet, whatever you want. I've got, you know, I've got a game show for you. We can play. Say, say again, Dave. So I've got a thesis wrote about all of the out of contract players. So um, that's, <laughs> that's far too. That's far too high, Brown. What I've got is a crap game show based on the club shop, and uh, and then we're going to discuss the some the Edgehog trailer uh, as a as an extra. So that's nice, isn't it? All right then. So so Kieran Westwood, Westwood. Absolute stalwart for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, like like you say, Vic, I think it's somebody that we need to replace if if he did go. Now, um, Dom has been exuberant in his uh, in his response and gone with keep, keep, keep. So that's three three keeps for the keeper. 
So, uh, what what do you think? I mean, it's fairly obvious, no? Uh, I would absolutely keep him if we can. And I, do you know what? I think he might surprise us, and I think we might. Um, I think being Sheffield Wednesday fans, we're all expecting him to go because that's how we think about things. You know, we think, well, he's still not quite made it. He's still probably got another chance, and you know. But realistically, right? If you look at the championship, he's either going to go to someone around us or some like and if you look at next year we're probably we're in the favorites to get in the top six yeah so he's probably going to go to one of those teams yeah or he might go to a burnley or a like someone yeah. shit in the premier league who's in that bit of the premier league where they don't they they never know if they're going to survive that's their season they don't it's not about getting in the top six because there is a top six there'll always be a top six apart from leicester they're always going to be that are we yeah. going to make it? So is he going to go to one of them or is he going to stick with us where he might possibly get his big bonus, his chance of glory, his momentum of being a legend? I think I do think he'll stay. I really, really do. And I think um, it sounds like Steve Bruce has put faith back in him. He seems quite happy to be there. Obviously, it it's not nice if you don't have... If, like, if you think about any job you do, if your manager dislikes you, it's a fucking awful place to be. No matter where you work, if you work in Tesco, if you work in IBM, if you work at Sheffield Wednesday, if you work anywhere, if your manager dislikes you, it's awful and you do not want to go to work. Imagine that for a year under Yoss with 30,000 people questioning every week why you're not playing. And it's all because your manager doesn't like you, basically. That's it. It must be horrible. So now we've, we've brought him back, we've built him up. I hope, I really hope that Bruce has done enough for him to stay. And I think Bruce is an old school enough manager to keep him. Uh, do you know what? The, the excellent point that, Vic, to be fair. So, Dave, I, I assume you're in agreement, but I think Vic brought up a, a good point there of, you know, would we offer him one and would he stay? I think there's uh, there's also a, a discussion there, no? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm, again, totally with Vic on that. If it's on our, if it's up to us and you've got a goalkeeper who wants to stay at a club like James Westwood, you make it happen. Um, my concern with, when, uh, with Westwood and with Wednesday is that it could end up being a one-year deal based on age, fitness, uh, finances, several factors. And as Vic alluded to, like a Burnley-type team, some lower Premier League team, they come along with a two-year deal, not with any great intention of playing in the first team, you know, but they had to help their younger goalies. They had to have on the bench. Um, if Lee Grant can end up at Man United, then anything can happen, I suppose. But I do think that um, it's going to be a straight to uh, choice for Westwood in the summer and his agent and his family. That he'll get a one-year deal at Wednesday or he'll have a two-year deal put under his nose to sit on the bench at a lower Premier League team or another championship team that's been relegated maybe from the Premier League down. Um, and what does he want? Where can he make the most of his money? He's at the tail end of his career. Um, has he got another promotion in him? Has he got the fight and the stomach for that? Or is he looking to just secure his and his family's future by just taking a two-year deal and maybe a better payday elsewhere? We should fight for all we're worth to keep on the books at Wednesday. I'd give it a one right. plus one, I think. All right, so uh, that's... Yeah, as in like, we'll give you a year, definite. If you play... 20 game will give you another year. I think I think that's the way to do it when people are, have had such a poor injury record. If you can't give them, you know, if, yeah. if you can give them a two, three year deal, give him it. Like, you know, but if if he can't, then I think something like that is perfectly fair and reasonable and maybe a big bonus if we get promoted. I think that that's the way to do it because that's the way that we can afford to do it. And that for him... I, I'd imagine he's probably not that money incentive anymore because he's probably got more than enough for none of his great great grandkids to have to worry. But I think, you know, I would I'd go with a one plus one. I thought you were uh, I thought you were just singing Big Shack at that moment in time, but no, one plus one equals two plus four. Oh, time fire in the booth. All right then. So next one. Yeah, in it. Right then. So this one is a very divisive figure. Fullback, Liam Palmer, uh, Sheffield Wednesday throughout all of his career, uh, you know, 
has the ability at a very young age, or had the ability at a very young age, to look 30 years older than what he actually did. Uh, now, came come under a lot of fire over the years for, um, for you know, playing playing for us. But Don here has gone with uh, keep. So Vic, what you know? Are you are you sentimental? What I'm not reckon? sentimental. Um, not not about Sheffield Wednesday to be honest, because I always think, you know, the club comes before the player. Um, but I would definitely keep him. I don't think he's done anything wrong this season to say that he shouldn't get a new contract. Um, I think that he has stepped up in a way that, you know, it's been a long time since a player of of his sort of stature has stepped up like that. You know, he's he's had nothing but stick for the last few years and he has come out and proved himself 100%. Um, I think the only thing that he's lacking in the last few games that he could have probably done with is a couple of goals. Because uh, we know he can score. Um, I think a couple of goals need probably been guaranteed a new contract, uh, probably in Chan Series' eyes anyway. But I think that Bruce is, you know, he's a defender himself. He knows how to play. He's He's got the best out of him so far. I would 100% keep him, definitely. And, and to you, Dave, what do you reckon? Uh, I would say probably 51% of the keep. I'm, I'm not as fully sold as Vic. There's no doubt he's playing his best football uh, of his Wednesday career uh, under Bruce now. He's showed versatility. Uh, I think he's been better at left-back than he has been at right-back. He's allowed Diorfa to come in. I think he's better at left-back than Fox has been consistently anyway. Um, I know they can both turn in a good game and they can both turn in not-so-good game. I'd be inclined to want to keep him. It sort of depends on what else is going to happen going forward. I think the new contract he would take I think he would have been a great deal of money. Um, so if you're being sensible, he's probably a sensible player to keep on the books. But um, going forward, I don't know if he's got anywhere further to go than what he's shown uh, this season when he's been at his best. So I probably yes, but uh, I'm not as fully sold as Vickers. No, do you know what? I, I, I think you're right. I think there's an element of, you know, you, as a footballer, you can be excused for a lot of failings as uh, as an actual footballer uh, by being super fit, and I, and there is no doubt that that Liam Palmer is is quick, he's uh, he's engaged, he's uh, you know he'll he'll look for that challenge, you know he's 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 a great fit young man, but sometimes when it comes to actual technical ability, I don't think he's one of the best players we've got, and I think to chuck like that if we threw something stupid at him like a three or four year deal, that would be. That would be money up the wall for me. But I, I do believe that this season he's managed to silence a lot of doubters. And I think he's managed to uh, to earn himself, at least getting a look at, at, at some kind of deal. But um, but yeah, so uh, we both agree with, uh, with Dom on that one then. So that's both keep, but with some caveats. Now this one, I don't, um, I don't know if I agree with Dom on this one, but Marco Matthias, the, uh, the, Shiny toothed uh, egg tartlet purveyor uh, across Sheffield. Um, now Dom seems to believe that he's um, he's chipped in quite well with this season with seven goals. Sometimes he's a frustrating figure, but he, he uh, Dom uses the term um, what is it uh, squad player. Now he's gone with his verdict of keep, but he's also added the caveat of. But I don't think Wednesday will. What do you think, Vic? Uh, I don't know. I'll give Davy this one first, and then I'll see how I feel. <laughs> there you are, Dave. You're uh, you're setting the tone on this well one, Paul. Right. Um. Ah. Yes. Marco Matthias, uh, the man that couldn't stop smiling even if he tried with eighty at the moment. Um. No, for me, he's going in the bin. Uh. Reason being, at twenty nine, and being as inconsistent. And uh, although he's been, this is his best season. I'll grant him that, and he's scored his most goals. But we must have a number of players wanting to come through from a similar position, hungry through the sort of the eighteens and the twenty threes, who want to get into the scene and push on. If somebody like Matt Penny's coming back, I know he's played at fullback, but a direct player, a guy who can go at fullbacks and beat a man. Um, I think we've got to be better served 
I don't know how well Matthijs is getting paid. I can imagine he's probably on a reasonable amount of money compared to some of the younger players, but I don't I don't see the value at the age he's at um, to keep him. I say you let him move on and you try and bring somebody else through who can uh, have the same impact that maybe he should have had. I have uh, I have nothing to add to that, Dave. I I think you're spot on. I think ex- exactly that. I think we've we've waited for this type of player to turn up, and we've got glimpses of it this season. Yes, we have. But for me, you can get in the bin. No, what about yeah. you, Vic? I just wanted to hear if you'd say similar to what I was thinking, which you did. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I think I think the one thing is that he's obviously you know he's quite comfortable here. He's he's obviously part of the crew. You know, there seems to be this crew of like. Hector, Aaron's, Zhao, Newhue, Fessy, and uh, Matthias. And they seem to be quite a close-knit crew, and that, that's always a good thing, obviously. Um, but like you said, I mean, when he's been given the chance, he's shown he has shown quality, but there's so many players in front of him before he needs to be given a chance. I think that's my problem. Um, but then again... I think he's the kind of player that would go elsewhere and do an Antonio. <laughs> I think that's, like, that's, that's the one way to put it. I think he would do an Antonio <laughs> if he went somewhere else. But if he didn't, he'd probably end up stagnating at Sheffield Wednesday. So, I, yeah, it's a, it, it's a tough one with him. I think he needs to go for, him, for his own career, to be honest. I, I think you're right. There's too, he's, he's too far down the queue to get any pitch time. So... Uh... You know, I'd, I'd be pushing it, getting getting a move myself. So, <clears throat> all right, I, I, you know, I don't think we're going to dwell on this one too much. But, uh, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. One-eyed Jesus look-alike. Are we going to go with <laughs> George Boyd? You know, uh, play a player in the past that Sheffield Wednesday fans have sang, "Where's your caravan at?" You know, while he's been marauding down the right wing. Once an absolute championship stalwart. Once a, a massive player. But Dom has gone with release now. Dave, you know, a much maligned figure within the uh, within the within the camp once again. We have a lot of those, don't we? And you know, I, I say that phrase quite a lot. But uh, what what do you reckon on Boydie? Uh, starting with a positive, he's playing as well now as he's ever played for Wednesday, and that's at the end of the sort of positivity. He wondrously, wondrously <laughs> diplomatic that Dave. <laughs> he's shy. He should go. Do you know yeah. who he reminds right. me of? <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, he reminds me of James Quinn. Do you remember James Quinn? I know they both had long hair and that, but he was one of them players that never really, you know, he had the old game that he looked really good, and then in like the playoffs and stuff, he looked outstanding, and then he just disappeared. And it was, I just think he's one of those players. He's just. And I can't. I can see him going on and doing well somewhere else. I can't see him setting the world alight somewhere else. Um, he's he's obviously apparently a very intelligent person off the football pitch. Apparently, his money is made off the football pitch, not on the football pitch, which comes as no surprise. Um, but yeah, for me, I think he's just he's probably not. I think he's almost too too normal to be a footballer if that makes sense like apparently his business interests he owns loads of businesses and you know he's got he's got money coming out of his ears from his businesses not necessarily his football although let's be honest he earns probably more than us in a year in a week but he he for me it's just it's kind of a meh meh fine do whatever yeah yeah i think I think he'll go and be a squad player somewhere else. He can do what he wants for me. Uh, right then, hotly disputed one. No, go on, Dave. Carry on. No, I was going to say, mate, it's just with the money that he's going to be on and you're thinking about the likes of um, Ashraf Lazar or, or, or Orlando Ahrens, if you could reinvest the money that Boyd's on into a season loan, if you're only going to give Boyd a one-year deal, even if you were mental enough to do that, you could reinvest that into yeah. somebody like what we've got which is probably going to be there or thereabouts in terms of wages. And, yeah, and that's 100%. going to make more impact and difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, then. So, you know, this player we brought up earlier, uh, absolute slave to his injuries, but there was a point in his career where John Terry at Stamford Bridge had to clap him on the pitch because Manchester United had won the league. The, but the boy from Oldham himself, 
and I would go on record as saying one of my favourite players to pull the shirt on in the last three years. Now, Dom, <laughs> in the last three years. Or the uh, porn star name alike. What, what an accolade yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say the last... Yeah, I was going to say the last couple, you know, during the Chancery uh, regime, but then I thought, well, he's been he's been injured for half of that, so I don't really know, you know, I didn't know how to say it. But I just, you know, specifically the last three years, half of which he's been injured. But um, the porn star name alike, Mr. Kieran Lee, uh, I, I, like I say, one of my absolute favourite. And Don has gone with release. Um, I think he uh, he believes that the injuries have got the better of him and the... Uh, the player that he was is an absolute shadow. What, what do you reckon? I Vic? think for me, I'd give him a year, and um, I would probably. I don't. I, to be honest, I have no idea. Well, to be honest, none of us do. We have no idea how football contracts work. If there was a contract that said, "Look, we'll give you a year, but if after six months you're still not playing regularly, your wage drops, or you know, whatever," um, it's a really, really tough one because it meant. So much last weekend when he came on, it really, really did. It felt, but at the same time, I think he's the same age as me. You know, he's get he's not young. Uh, he's what thirty one this year. Um, he's he's been blighted by injury throughout his career. Um, well, I guess throughout his career, obviously, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but throughout his career at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but on his day, he's still you know, one of the best players in the championship by miles on his day. But how often we see that day is is a bit of a rarity, isn't it? So, I don't know, I would hate to be the person that made that decision. I would, I'd really hate it. Yeah, I think a, uh, I think a pay-as-you-play deal is the best he's going to get from Sheffield Wednesday. But I think you're right, Vic, that they're, like with the other players, I think there may be another club that might take that gamble for a year-long contract. But you never know. You never know. You know, I, I, we've stood by him for a long time now, and we'll, uh, there might be something changed. What about you, Kieran Lee, Dave? <sighs> There's got to be a deal out there for him, Hansen. There's got to be something. You're probably right, but see, some sort of pays you play or month-to-month or even a six-month deal. Um, you go to Lee and you say to him about, we'll keep you on, we'll take you through the pre-season. Um, don't try and commit too much to it because obviously anything could happen, but we've got to put something in front of him, realistic, to give him a chance to get to get back into the Wednesday first team if there's a possibility he can be anything like the player he was without overly committing the club. So Vic says a one-year deal, I'd go to that right to the very far extent of what we would be prepared to give him at the, the lower end of it, some sort of month-to-month deal, but if somebody else comes and takes him, then fair enough. He's been a great servant, but we've got to put something there to give him a choice or an option, and hopefully he'll want to uh, repay the the staff at Wednesday that have, have stood by him, and he can get a guy back, and then look to view maybe give him a twelve month, eighteen month deal once he's proved his fitness. Yeah, definitely. I th- I think that's something that we should uh, we should definitely be taking a look on. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this last one because I feel that the the remaining three in. Uh, Daniel Pudil and um, you know Jones and Abdi. I I don't think there's any real discussion there. To be fair, I mean you know Pudil out of those three, you're going to go thanks a lot. But you know, see you later. You're an old you're an old you're an old guard now. But really appreciate some of the times we've had together. And Abdi and Jones can get get in the bin. But the last one, and I feel we may be take, you know walking over old ground here. Uh, I'm going to come to you first, Vic. But uh, he drive, you know, he carries a pooper scooper, drives a brown mini cooper, and he's he's pretty super duper. Gary Hooper, keep, 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 keep. I love him. I love him. <laughs> him and Fletcher will absolutely set the league alight next year if they're both fit and if they are both fed properly with with like the football. I mean, not <laughs> I was going to say with balls, but you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, 100% got to keep Gary Hooper. Um, If we don't, it's probably not the end of the world, but I would, I'd be disappointed if we don't. I think he has been incredible for us. Um, And he is one of those players that we've said before, you know, there are these these players that you see throughout the time in the Premiership, Championship, and you think, I wish they'd play for Wednesday. Gary Hooper has always been one of those players for me. And now he does, and we've just got to have patience in him. Again, same age as me, he's, what, 31, something like that, 32. Um, 
you know, he's he's getting on a bit, but he's still, you know, he's still scoring. He's still a good player. And I think him and Fletcher are just, I think they are the key next season. Unless, obviously, we bring in, like, you know, like Lukaku. Like, fine, whatever. But in the meantime, I'm happy with Gary Hooper. <laughs> All right, so Vic's happy with Gary Hooper. Uh, Dave, are you are you are you the same? Do you do you think Hooper and Fletcher are the way forward for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking at the team we've got, I know we've got a lot of strikers, but if everyone's one hundred percent fit and it's Saturday and it's two o'clock, you're picking your team. You're picking them two up front. The the versatility they give you, the the, the link up play, the way that they can move it around, they're both capable of scoring goals in a variety of different ways. You've got to keep him, if there's any way we can. Um, concern solely rests that I don't think Bruce would go this way, because I think he does rate him as a player. But if Bruce is saying we need to offload strikers, is he just the easy one to lift out? Because you, you save the wages, there's not going to be any uh, transfer fee, but if nobody else comes in, anyone like Wynn or Joao or Forest area, whatever, or, and it keeps roads on, and then we're getting into the pre-season and we're still loaded up with seven strikers Bruce wants to cut that down and I would hate to think that's just the easy choice because the contract's running down I'd much rather see Hooper a one year two year deal move on some of the other players and, and build around that and there's, there's a couple of good years surely left in Hooper and Fletcher if they can stay fit and if we're going to do anything serious next season off the playing personnel that we've got it's going to be based around those two up front and how we can support those two up front so we do again do everything we can Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100%. So that's the contract talks out the way. I, by the sounds of it, we pretty much agree mm. with Dom and the way he goes as well. Uh, I think the only bone of contentious there being Marco Matthias. So, right. So uh, I don't need to remember, but regular lift listeners of the show would know that we used to do sketches. I never we used to do interviews. To you know what I mean? It's all coming back. It's going to be a bumper year. <laughs> this bitch. Right. <laughs> So, so what I've done, I have fashioned, uh, while we're talking about contracts, a, uh, a game show. We're going to call it Star Wars. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it. Sorry, what's we called? So, right, Star Vic, Wars? I, I, Isn't I that on my... on the website. Store. S-T-O-R, as in shop. S-T-O-R-E, yeah. So, like, storage wars, but not, yeah? Yeah. Oh, is that the joke? Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Fucking hell. Money! Right. All right, so, what I've done... Isn't it? What What are you doing? What was that noise? We're just making noises now. What was that? You sounded like that... Nobody watches Storage Wars. They've got jobs. You know what I mean? The only people who who watch (laughs) Storage Wars are old ladies who sit at home and watch daytime television (laughs) because there's sod all else on (laughs) that channel. Come on now. Right. It's just a name okay, I've seen. Okay, but I do it. watch stories. It's, it's, it's a good content. This, this is good. Right. Get a job. All right, then. So, <laughs> I have picked out four items from the yes! Sheffield Wednesday mega store. Yeah? I want you to put them in order. It's as simple as that. Yeah? Right, then. Are you ready with the four items? Hang on. In order yeah? of what? In order, uh, ascending or descending, that, that choice is entirely up to yours. Can I get a notebook? In terms of price. Notebook? Hold yeah. on. This sounds like the price is right rather than store wars. No, it's all right. I'll type it. I'll type it here. Christ almighty. Okay. So, uh, while Vic gets a notebook. All right. Uh, right then. Okay. So, desktop gift set, a Morgan Pan, a coaster, that type of thing. Yeah. There is also, the next item is a teddy. Mug and sweet set. The third item is a PVC size 5 football. And the final item is a bar scarf. I don't know what that is, but it's uh, I think it's just a blue and white uh, striped scarf. So those are your four items. A desktop gift set, a teddy mug and sweet set, a PVC size 5 football, or a bar scarf. Vic. In in the order of your choosing, with the price. Okay, I've typed it up. I typed it up so quickly that two of them have got dollars, not pounds. Uh, So I'm going scarf, six pounds. Well, I'm excited. Football. Yeah. Right. Football, eight pounds. That's item number four. Yeah. 
Teddy and right. mug and sweet set, £10. Right. Desktop gift set, £14. Right. <sighs> well, Vic, I can oh! tell you that you got two items right. Uh, you. Oh, no. I mean, your prices were well off. You've been up Yorkshire for far too long. But uh, so, for example, yeah, the uh, in fourth place was the bar scarf, uh, ten pounds. At uh, size five football, ten English monies. PVC size five football, twelve pounds. Now, in second place was the desktop gift set for a, for a, a fifteen pounds. You know, a bit more bang for your buck on that. To be fair, it's quite reasonable. However, the teddy mug and sweet <laughs> set was a whopping. Twenty pounds. So, oh my uh, god! Know. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Stuck that in there. I do. Throw. You I see, do. You see, you see where, where the fun lies in this in this game show now. All right then. Right then, I'm gonna I'm gonna subvert this for you, Dave. Are you ready? Go for it. So, I, I've come away from the Sheffield Wednesday megastore and I've gone to our neighbours' megastore. You know what I mean? The ones at the other side, at the bad side. Yeah, I've oh. crossed I've crossed boundary lines. Yeah, you know the team we don't speak their name of, right? So, the items are a Protec toiletry bag. It's just a toiletry bag. Uh, the second item is a wooden wall bottle opener. So, it's, a, it's essentially a piece of wood that you attach to the wall. It's got one of those old-style bottle openers attached to it. Uh, the, sec the third item is a shard cushion, which is essentially a cushion with the logo on it. The shard bit is just it's just like a glass button. And the uh <laughs> my favourite named item, the fourth item, is a Trevor toy plush monkey. So it's just a monkey uh called Trevor. Right? So in the right. order, Lois first, what do you reckon? Is a shard cushion not just an instrument of torture? It does sound a little bit like it. Uh, it's a it's well it, it can be that or it can be a uh, a souvenir from a, a building in London. You never know. You know what I mean? They're just making these things up. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Okay, so I'm looking for the, the cheapest and most expensive. You want them? Well, let's go cheapest first. It's I exciting, like. this, isn't it? It's exciting. It's good. It's a good game show. What do you reckon? Right, I'm going for the cheapest thing with that being the bottle opener, and right. that's probably going to cost about I don't know four bags of shit for them. Whatever that. <laughs> yep. Real money. yep. 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 Um. Then I'm going toiletry bag. Um, one one more bag of shit, and then uh, cushion, yep. uh, two more bags of shit, and then Trevor, the expensive monkey, um, being just our fortune, eight pounds or seventeen. All seventeen bags of shit. All right then. So Dave, I can tell yes! you, you were close, but Vic is the oh, winner this the week on storage wars because you only got yeah. one item right. Yeah, I'm afraid. You do element of competition in the podcast. You see, it's good, isn't it? So let me tell you, Dave. So. It is. It's exciting. So, in the uh, the it was the Protec toiletry bag was the cheapest item at twelve English pounds. Then the cushion was fifth. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It probably probably got somebody's tooth on it. Then the cushion uh, was uh, you know was fifteen pounds. Now, for a cushion to cost fifteen quid, I'm assuming Lisa Blade has sat on it or something. Um, then it's the wall, wooden wall bottle they are, opener. They are That's nice, 18 though. Quid I've got a, a family girl opener. one. They are nice. And, uh, and yes, you were... Yeah, that's, no, that's not nice. That's yeah, but this nice, one's got no. a cross sword pattern on it. You don't want that. That's not worth 18 quid, is it? And, and you, were, you, were, you were dead right. Um, the most expensive item was the Trevor Toy Plush Monkey, meaning that in Sheffield, uh, it turns that plush teddy bears are obscenely priced in football clubs. And uh, second, it also means that Vic is the inaugural winner of Storage Wars. Big round of applause for Vic. Well I done, ladies it. and gentlemen. Thank you very well much. That was Storage I, well, Wars. It was any good, game wasn't it? show it was, that I win, what did you reckon to that, Vic? I'm a fan of. Yeah, it's exciting, wasn't it? Points. So, yeah. You, Defo, Ben yeah, Shepard, me, me or Ben Shepard. And when he hugged me, he smelled of cigarettes. And I mean, you smell of cigarettes, but in a nice way. Yeah, God, yeah. Oh, mate. He's been tripping on the fags. It was like hugging the Benson and Hedges. It was horrible. Oh, wow. That's how, you know, that was always one of my favourite things. Like when, when you meet celebrity people and people in your the public eye, my favourite thing, which ones are on the taps. Podcast. You, you know what I mean? Your own like, podcast it's, it's really... 
Although I did find out no, his name. Right. I'm not going to mention yeah, that's, any names, that's, right? That's someone else but I need to move on from. All right. This podcast will know that it's about him. Slept with one of girls aloud. So he trumps you big time, damn fudge. He he was like, oh yeah, yeah it just happened one night in Corfu. <laughs> what? Yeah, he has. He's uh... in Corfu. I know. Oh, in Corfu um, as well. Yeah. That was a car park. Yeah. Christ, isn't it? All right. Well, well, let's move on before this turns into a really frustrating sort of piece of radio. Let's um, let let's crack on. So don't forget, Catch Bar Lane open on match days. You've got the Riverside Cafe. They pay for the uh, for the bandwidth for this podcast and uh, and a couple of bits like you know the shed that we keep Beastie in. Um, it used to pay for the squeaky bum cream uh, that that Lord Hillsborough used to purvey, and um, and it now pays for Sambuca apparently on the. Uh, at seven Who o'clock does? in, uh, in Manchester train station. The oh, girl Sambu- that's out with a load of boys is the funny. <laughs> that's who does. Bloody hell. That's who does. Right, so I'm good. this is the any other business part of the podcast, and I think we should be mentioning that the uh, the Owlings, the juniors, the the, the young'uns, have, uh, have won the league, haven't they? they, they <laughs> I don't well, tend you know to watch that, the kids, you? to be we, honest. We, James we'll mentioned it the on the last early. podcast. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Well done to them. Um, <laughs> I did used to follow one of them on Instagram, but then his hashtags got a bit weird. Uh, one of the goalkeepers, I can't remember his name now. If you can find him, he's hilarious. Like some of his hashtags, like hashtag blue eyes, hashtag professional goalkeeper. <laughs> I love it. Um, but no, no, go, go the youth. Like brilliant. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, this. Well, the yeah, thing go, is, like, you know, we, we that... lol and we say, oh, go team youth. But sometimes one of those becomes a Liam Palmer or a Tommy Spear or a Mark Beavers or whoever. And who knows? Who knows, Dale? Who knows what's going to happen? But I, I, brilliant. Well done to them. Can't fault them. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I think the bit that adds uh, that adds to most of it as well is that uh, after a one-all draw away at Sheffield United, that was the uh, that was the result that clinched the league title as well. So, so lol. Can I mention Michael <laughs> Hector? Uh, does anybody man else have any year? other little bits? Man of the year, obviously not player of the year because James doesn't like yes, us to do it can. like ungendered. So we're saying man of the year is Michael Hector. Do we think that's fully deserved? I, for one, think it 100% is because he's signing from Chelsea. Paul said he's shy, but he's Beckenbauer in blue and white. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Hector. And uh, watching him uh, back of house at Chelsea trying to get through that crowd when everybody recognised him was, was, was a memory that will uh, live with me for a significant amount of time. Um, there was also the yeah the Star Awards last night where who, uh, who Sheffield won Wednesday that won, one? You know, a couple of bits and somebody else won some other awards. But you know, the less said about that, the better. Uh, you know, just some things and some stuff happened and, and everybody got drunk. Isn't Michael Hector win? Taken and I think uh, I think Don Don got an hangover. But apart from that, no, nothing else happened. He did. He did play with the. I think year. Michael yeah, Hector won something for Sheffield Brian Wednesday, Mott. didn't he? It was the player. We know. Of the year for we Sheffield know Wednesday. that Mr. Chancery listens then, to this. Right? Yeah, How many times do we have to mention this? Player of the Year for the club, Player of the Year for the <laughs> Sheffield Star, a.k.a. Fleet Street in Sheffield. Sign him up. Bloody hell. Yes, that is, that is a sign-in that I would uh, I would genuinely love to see because I, uh, I think Hector also brings out a lot out of Tom Lees as well. Um, there, was, uh, there was something else I, uh, I wanted to talk about, but I... You know, it escapes me right now. So uh, I'm just going to move on. And uh, and Dave, would you tell the listeners out there in uh, in, in listener land uh, how they would uh, be able to follow your nonsense on the internet? Yes, by all means, come and annoy me on Twitter at Monty Dangerous and see my various amusing gifts that Fudge likes. Yeah, my favourite one is the out of reach one. Speaking of which, the uh, the goal of the year competition between Sheffield Wednesday is one of my absolute favourites. And I've got to give a level of, uh, you know, sympathy to uh, to Adam Reach for scoring worldie after worldie after worldie to get outdone by Forestieri in, in, a, in, a, in a goal that was most recently in the memory. 
Personally, I'd have given it uh, Barry Bannon against Millwall. I think or Reach, Barry uh, Bannon. The one against yeah, Leeds. Paris what about Sieri's you? Was great. Um, Reach. I think. I think Reach has been hard done to because I think Reach has scored so many that it it was almost too difficult to choose. So you almost wanted to avoid that player and pick a different player. If you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I'd have gone Bannon or Forestieri. Yeah. And if anybody wants to get in touch of your nonsense uh, you on the internet, on your Tinder woes, where, where can I go and see them? Uh, I don't have plenty of fish, but What's on your Tinder, username I'm on plenty at Victoria1867. Ask him for a mate. So hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am shocked I'm a very cool. All right, then. Uh, my name's Dan Fudge. Thank you so much. Yeah, she, she's she's Victoria Six Seven everywhere. Just you know, just, just allow it. Uh, my name's Dan Fudge on Twitter and in real life. So that's nice, isn't it? And uh, come and join me on Twitter and come come and say hello. Uh, next week will probably be our last one of the season. So we'll do some kind of season recap. We'll get some of the lads in. We'll get some of the uh, favourite moments from the season, favourite moments from the podcast. If there's actually you know if there's been any, you know, because uh, my game show might might, might make it in there. Uh, Star Wars is obviously here to stay, and it's not going to be like any normal thing that I, I bring to the podcast, and it gets uh, gets dropped off like here. Where are they now? So uh, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, what remains to say is something that you know. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.